Welcome to Carcon Carne. I'm James Van Ostel. Carcon Carne, sponsored by Sopel Solar. Brent Sopel was a Chicago Blackhawk. He helped the Chicago team win the Stanley Cup, and now he's going to help you win cost certainty through solar by putting solar panels on your house. You get cost certainty for the first time ever, and you pay nothing out of pocket. It costs nothing for the consultation. SopelSolar.com, S-O-P-E-L, Solar.com. It's Carcon Carne. So for this episode, I'm not sitting in front of a restaurant, brew pub, cafe, diner. I am on a loading dock with two of the owners of Smash Plastic. Smash Plastic is the only record-pressing facility in the state of Illinois. Smash Plastic is a place I last visited for Carcon Carne three years ago. I'm joined by Andy and Steve, co-owners of Smash Plastic. Hello again, gentlemen. Hey. Hey, James. So the reason why we're here, well, I've been meaning to come back, but really the reason why we're here is to talk about a live event happening right here. We're recording on the loading dock because a live event, a smashed plastic event is happening on the same loading dock on October 1st. It really is October 1st, but we'll stick with October. October 1st, it is Smashed Plastic Live Volume 1. I love the name of it. It, it fits who you are and what you are. Live performances from Pixel Grip, Fire Tools, Rookie, Tar, Ono, Serengeti, Bev Rage and the Drinks, and a record fair. This is insane. Just... Dozens of independent labels who I'm sure, that's the Metro train, who I'm sure have done business, who I'm sure have pressed records at Smash Plastic. I mean, everyone from Pravda and Jump Up to What's for Breakfast and Delmark and Drag City. It's a who's who. There's going to be stuff that you can't find on record store shelves. Record stores aren't, aren't as adventurous as we want them to be. You're going to find everything you want here at Smash Plastic Live, Volume 1, October 1st, noon until 10, 4200 West Diversity. It is just west of Pulaski. It's easy to get to. Is this the Hermosa neighborhood, technically? Yes, Hermosa. Okay. Yep. It is in the Hermosa neighborhood. What an event. I mean, for a music fan, live music and a record fair, access to all those records that you'd have to otherwise mail order. Awesome. So before we talk about that, before we talk about Smash Plastic, I, I want to thank both of you. I mentioned that we were last here together, sitting in the car, eating cheap grocery store tacos three years ago. I largely credit Smash Plastic for rekindling in full force my love for vinyl. I had, wow. I, I've said it before on this podcast, I spent you know, my, my entire life as a youth collecting records. I had you know, thousands of records. I eventually gave them away in the 90s to charity. And I was slowly, tentatively dipping my toe back in the water of buying records. I'm like, I can't do this again. I can't go back in. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't want to rebuy everything I used to have and then some. After seeing the facility and talking to you guys, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is this is what I love. What? Why am I not doing this? Why am I denying myself? Why, why the privation? So I really credit you guys for kind of helping me rekindle that spark. And now, as you know, it's a slippery slope and there's no oh, turning yeah. back. <laughs> it's dangerous. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. It's it, it's so exciting. Walking in here, it is, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it said, it's like walking into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. You get to see records get made and pressed, and you see all these local bands' records on the wall, on the press, everywhere. It's a thrill for a music fan to see this. Now, the question I have for you, and I, we will talk about the event. I walked around the facility again. It, it had been some time since I was last here. You guys seem to know what you're doing. <laughs> 
I, we pretend really well. Yeah, we're you, you seem to know what you're doing. The records you press look and sound fantastic. You didn't have all that institutional knowledge when you opened up Smash Plastic, did you? Did you have oh, to no. learn a lot of this no. stuff as you yeah. went? Yeah, For sure. I mean, you're looking at the first two employees. I mean, we were basically the only guys working there for about the first nine months. So Steve, Steve or I would be on the press. The other one would be sleeping. And every problem that popped up, every little thing, we both handled it ourselves. And we learned a lot. You know, I, when we started this thing, the idea was we don't know what we're doing, but let's figure it out before we hire anybody else and try right. to train them into what they're what we're doing. So, yeah, it was it was truly a labor of love, but on purpose. You know, we wanted to make sure we knew every little last nook and cranny of of those records that we were making. Well, even like some of the machinery I was looking at today, Andy, I'm like, how would you even know how to shop around for something like that? It's not like you could just Google or maybe you can. How do you Google a shrink wrap machine? Oh, you get lucky. Oh, yeah. yeah. You start yeah. asking people and um, yeah, I mean, it went back to, you know, you just got to keep asking questions and um, you can't pretend that you know what you're talking about. Once you start doing that, you get into, you fall down a slippery slope. So you ask the dumb questions and they lead to getting the right answers well i said to james too i was like we had the luxury of it being last year and it was about the only one we could get our hands on yeah <laughs> so yeah that was no, part it was, of it it was the last yeah. one in north it America. had to work yeah, yeah. sometimes you just got yeah work. sometimes you just gotta buy what's there now when we first interviewed this was like five or six hundred episodes ago it was clear to me this was the right idea right place right everything here we are you're at two soon to be three pressing machines your space has grown. Did you foresee this kind of growth or did, did you honestly know that the niche was that obvious and that, that the lane was that open for you guys when you opened? I think we thought it was, you know, I think we, we, we had plans to get to three presses, you know, from the beginning, but you never really know, right? Like nobody goes in with that much confidence into right. a business, yeah. but um, yeah, the pandemic helped for sure. You know, that, that really kind of launched the whole industry, not just us but um, really increase the demand for vinyl. But demand for vinyl was already on such an uprise anyway. The pandemic really just kind of accelerated it. So that, that didn't hurt. But no, I don't think, you know, I think we had some vision for sure. Otherwise, we wouldn't have invested all our money into this. But, I, you know, when you come on a show like this where someone who was here from the beginning, like you, who, were, who was here three years ago and saying these things, it does make you take that step back and go, wow, okay, this was pretty crazy. This has been a pretty crazy ride. Every local band record I buy is pre pressed here. Yeah, we get a lot of them. Um, you know, that's still our goal, right? I mean, we started out with that idea of we're going to press local first and we've stuck with that and it's worked. And they've rewarded, the local community has rewarded us with loyalty. So yeah, it's and, been and, great. And uh, what, a little over a year ago, we basically turned off the faucet to anyone outside of Chicago, if you hadn't been wow. working with us. So, well, that's what I was going to ask. Cause we've all heard the stories about how Adele basically froze <laughs> the, the record pressing business yeah. across the country. Like every press was tied up pressing Adele records, which I think are like $10 a piece now at target. Do they approach you? I mean, do you get no. like, well, we did, well, we did get some major label. Yeah. Yeah. Sniffing around, but they, we instantly said them said no. Yeah. Yeah. They, we, yeah. Our first re reaction on everything was no. Um, they offered to send employees to work overnight shifts oh and do all sorts of things that yeah. we just, it was instantly no, like we laughed at them basically. Um, yeah, there was no chance we were doing major label and, 
Uh, and as a business owner, that's what you want to do. Send us strangers to work in our facility. Right. right. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Our, our insurance will cover it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. And you break something. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Well, Perfect. that's, you know, one of the things I always say is that we don't listen to that kind of music. Why would we want to make that kind yeah, of music? Is. So, you know, the, the local bands are the ones we're interested in and the ones we go see the shows. And so why wouldn't we want to work with them? And if you take the outside big money, you're just you're just eating up all that capacity for locals. I love that. And you talked about how records have grown and how sales have grown. 2021 LP sales jumped by more than 50%, the 16th consecutive year of growth, representing close to 40% of all album sales. Now, I think that's all physical album sales that doesn't count streaming, but still 40%. Mm -hmm. So I guess the question is, will the bottom drop out at some point? I mean, at some point, this crazy exponential growth has to at least level off, right? Sure. Well, you know, one of the, that was a lot of, we discussed that a lot when yep. we were starting the company. And one of the things I always said was, well, local and independent, were, they were producing records in this town 10, 15 years ago. Why wouldn't they be doing it 10, 15 years from now? They right. understand what the medium brings to them. And the local small independent guy, as opposed to the, the Adele's of the world, they rely on their physical sales to make money. So, until we find a better way to deliver music that makes money for people, the local independent crowd is going to continue to make vinyl for the most part. Um, I always say fidelity is on our side. so Which also means loyalty. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Smash Plastic Live, Volume 1, October 1st, noon until 10, 4200, West Diversity. I, I, I've got to think this is the beginning of many more. I mean, you wouldn't Let's call hope. it Volume 1. Let's yeah. hope. Yeah, I'll let you know of, on October 2nd. <laughs> with the amount of artists and labels and managers you interface with, I mean, I, I feel like this is just, once that tap's open, you won't be able to turn it off. Yeah, we're, that's what we're really hoping. Um, you know, I already have, we already have visions of where we could pop two more stages and still be in our <laughs> private parking lot here. Um, yeah, you know, it, really what, it, what we wanted this to be is this, we've been talking about local music since we started right here. And like, we want this to be a celebration of local music. That's why everybody is is a local artist in the lineup. That's why the record labels that are here are either all from Chicago or do a lion's share of Chicago bands on their roster. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it, every other festival in the city tends to bring in bands from elsewhere that end up being the headliner that carries the show. And what we wanted here was to be a true celebration of local music. You've got Tar playing here. Yep. How many festivals get tar to reunite and play on stage? Yeah, we got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great to have those guys. Oh, my God. And Steve, are you the tar, like, super fan? No. Oh, John's no, that's John, John, John is fan. the crazy yeah. super fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember who, which owner it was. I, I posted something about tar, and I, I got the, the deep dive exposition into what makes the band great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's John. Which, he couldn't make it. Which is that, that is an example of social media being used as a force for good. Right. Sure. People beaming about music. More of that, yep. please. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So Smash Plastic Live, Volume 1, October 1st. Buy records, see music. It is as it's local AF as the kids say. Uh gentlemen, if someone wants <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. Uh if someone wants to buy tickets, which they should, what do they need to do? Um, they can find the link to Eventbrite right on our own website. You can go to smashplastic.com slash live. That will get you to the link that will be able to, you'll be able to buy all your tickets on Eventbrite. My final question, observation, thought, 
it really annoyed me. And Andy, we've talked about this. It really annoyed me for a while that people referred to records, long players oh. as vinyls. Yep. It still kind of yep. bothers me. But I, I realized, have you ever read the short story or seen the movie I Am Legend, the Richard Matheson story that Will Smith starred in a movie about? No. Basically, Will Smith, or the character uh, in I Am Legend, realizes at the end of the book, the world has changed. He is the last person of his kind. Why is he still fighting? Why not just give up and let the, the vampires or the zombies take over? I'm kind of at that point. I'm at I Am Legend. I'm, I give up. It's a fight not worth fighting. I'm an old man. The world has changed. People call them vinyls. Am I? No. No. No, we're not no. willing to give up that fight. <laughs> yeah, no. I, the plural of vinyl is vinyl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what I would say? Every once in a blue moon, somebody approaches us and uses the term vinyls. But I would say most people who are pressing records understand what the proper term See, is. Every time I rail against it, I'm called an old man. And it's all, you know... <laughs> Be, ex be more accepting of change and language changes and morphs and I'm like fuck okay i'm an old man i i don't want to have i don't want to have this fight fine they're vinyls it's not called vinyl store day but i'll let you have it sure go ahead yeah yeah i'll stay on that hill thank you i'm with you yeah. thank you for carrying the yeah, torch I'll, I, we'll, I we'll all be up there with you yeah. I, guys i don't know if i have the fight left in me so thank you <laughs> thank you for for carrying us through all right smash plastic uh let's say that i have a lot of local bands on this show watching this show listening to the show if they're interested do they just start by an inquiry on the website if they want to press records yeah yeah we start with you know well yeah start at smashplastic.com you'll you'll find our our mate we had to actually we took down our link to just submit an order because we had too many people submitting it we couldn't even we couldn't even handle it. The proverbial so, good yeah, problem to so have. normally yeah. you know so now we have to kind of qualify offers or you qualify inquiries and make sure that they are local. local so normally it starts with an email info at smashplastic.com and then normally one of our people in our business department will kind of make sure you're local or you're at least willing to you know we people from milwaukee drive down and pick up their records you know we're not like you need a 606 area or a 606 zip code but it's like dr oz you got to move to a new state yeah yeah and then declare your candidacy right yeah 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 so we'll even go to indiana <laughs> yeah, so that's that's kind of how it starts. So awesome! All right, and then we will see you back here on this very same loading dock we're recording at right now, October first. Live music records. I, I, I'm a right there. I, I'm a fan of what you guys do. I think this is it's clearly much needed. Uh, congratulations on getting to the, this point where you're starting to do live events. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, James. And Carcon Carney, sponsored by Sopel Solar. S O P E L Solar dot com.